It is indeed a privilege to greet the Miami Tabernacle Seventh-day Adventist Church on this Sabbath morning. It is also a great privilege and honor to be able to join my friend and colleague in ministry uh, in church service this Sabbath morning, Pastor Dodden. Um, been following his ministry for a number of years and he already has a distinguished ministry. The Lord has used him to do great things, and the Miami Tabernacle Church has been blessed over the years with great ministers, and Pastor Dotton is another one of those stalwarts uh, that will be able to help lead this congregation to the next level. Uh, in the name of Jesus, I greet you. Well, this morning, God has a message for us today. And we want to turn over in our Bibles to Titus, the epistle to Titus, chapter 2, verse 13. Take a look at Paul's epistle to Titus, the second chapter and the 13th verse. And the Bible reads, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me read that one more time because repetition, it leaves a deeper impression. And it reads, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the next few moments, we're going to discuss the topic entitled, The Blessed Hope. Let us pray of a blessing. And we need to be blessed by hearing a word from you. We need a word from God. So we pray that you will fail us not, but grant to us both old and new things that it might be meet in due season. Show us your power, show us your salvation. Grant us knowledge, grant us wisdom. And in all of our getting, may we get understanding these things we ask for in Jesus' name, amen. The blessed hope, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, my friends, Titus was assigned by Paul to straighten out and set things right in Crete among those claiming to be believers. Titus was instructed to examine and assign worthy candidates to leadership, people who carried themselves in a respectable manner, people with self-control, people who could not be bought or sold, people who were kind and hospitable, people of sound doctrine who truly knows who Jesus is. In addition, Titus was also instructed to shut down some people. A good pastor not only know how to preach and identify spiritual leadership potential, but a good pastor also has, the, also has to know how to shut down. Titus was instructed by Paul to shut down the unruly, 
to shut down the vain talkers and deceivers, especially those uh, who are of the circumcision, those who believe that they had earned some holy points because of their pedigree, because of their strictness, because of their self-righteousness, because of their pretentiousness. Paul said, Titus, shut it down. In the second chapter of this epistle, Paul gives to Titus counsel for himself and for the church, examples of practical Christianity. Paul demonstrates in clear language how a Christian should behave regardless of his or her station in life. Paul argues that we, are, we as Christians should live a holy lifestyle. A sanctified life is just a better life to live and we should live it even in this present world. As Paul continues his instructions, he then uh, transitions from this present world to something else. In uh, the 12th verse, he says that we should live godly in this present world as a contrast to this world, we should represent God. Then in verse 13, he points our minds away from this present world to something to come. Here in Titus 2.13, he says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, first he says here, you need to be looking. We are instructed to look as we are, are charged to live godly lives in this present world. At the same time, we are admonished not to look at this present world, which we are told to live godly in, but rather we are encouraged to focus our attention elsewhere. Paul is giving us a strategy, my friends, in helping us to be victorious in this sinful world in which we live. Uh, live in this world uh, a godly life by not focusing on the sinfulness of this degenerate age uh, in which we live, but focus on things above. Let me try to illustrate this. Let me try to illustrate this. Uh, tabernacle. I have not always been a pastor. Prior to going to Oakwood College, which is university now, I have been on other career paths. I have even had a few jobs that I honestly did not like. I didn't like the job at all, but I was clocking in uh, on time five days a week, every week. Uh, you may ask, why would I faithfully work on a job that I did not like. The answer is simple. I had a family and the family needed money. See, therefore, I needed to be on that job if I liked it or not. Let me ask you a question. Who promised you that life was going to be easy? Who promised you that being a Christian in this world was going to be a piece of cake? Who promised you that you would slide into heaven on a sweet smelling bed of roses? So I had a job that I did not like. I didn't like the atmosphere. I didn't like the supervisor style of leadership. I didn't like the country music that was played every day over the loudspeaker. I didn't like working on that job. The only way, 
And I mean the only way that I was able to make it from day to day on that job was that I had to redirect my attention away from my work and focus on something else. Work on the job became more bearable when I turned my eyes away from my working condition and focus on my reward. I looked beyond my job and I saw my pay. When I thought about my pay, I saw food on the table. When I thought about my pay, I saw clothes on my family's back. When I thought about the, my pay, I saw a roof over my head. I saw electricity on. I saw gas in the tank of the car. So Paul told Titus to teach the church to live godly in this present world. But by looking in a different direction, you will be able to rise above this sinful world and live for Jesus. So my friends, I want to tell somebody in Miami today, place your mind on things above. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. So even though it is hard to live right in a world that only knows wrong and when these things come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws nigh. So, 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 so what does Paul instruct us to look for here in this text? He says, what I want you to look for is the blessed hope, hope, hope. I need to make sure to help somebody with this word hope here that Paul is speaking of. Hope, not a wish on a corn in a slot machine. Not saying, well, I hope for the best. Not wishing upon a star. This looking for the blessed hope is not talking about taking your chance and hoping that things work out. No, when Paul here says looking for the blessed hope, he is speaking of expectation. This is not talking about looking for good luck. Paul is speaking of a place of Christian assurance. No matter how dark the night may get, I don't just guess, but I expect the sun to rise in the morning. So he tells us that we are to be looking for that blessed hope. What is this blessed hope that we are looking for? Oh, my Christian friends, the glorious return of Jesus Christ. Oh, my Christian friends, lift up the trumpets and loud let it ring. Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, ye pilgrim. Be joyful and sing. Jesus is coming again. The Bible reads here in the gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. The gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know, Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest and how can we know the way Jesus saith unto him, I 
am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Oh, my Christian friends. As I'm, as I'm looking at this text here and, 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 and we have the, we're stating this Christian assurance that Jesus is coming again. Jesus said, I, I sh the, the, I'm going to come back again and I give you my word. I'm returning. And not only am I coming back, but the way, you know. Oh, my Christian friends, Thomas says unto him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. And how can we know the way? Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the way. In fact, let me, let me uh, try to illustrate this. When I first started pastoring, my first pastoral assignment was in, uh, I had a two church district. One church was in South Carolina and the other church was in Georgia. And my church is like 80 miles apart. I passed by other people's churches to get to my other church. And, 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 uh, and, and some of the saints lived in rural areas. They lived in rural areas. And, and, and when I went to visit them, when I went to visit my saints, uh, some of the addresses I could not figure out nor understand. So I can understand, you know, uh, 103 North Main Street. But some of the addresses wasn't written like that. Some of the addresses were things like uh, Route 5, Box 7. Now, I don't understand how to find a Route 5 in a Box 7. Uh, but I, I, would, I would get up there, get a map and do the best I could to try to find it. And sometimes I drove around until I was lost and frustrated. And then I would pull up and ask somebody for directions. Can you give me directions to, 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 to Route 5, Box 7? And they would say, I don't because they didn't know Route 5, Box 7 was themselves. But they'd say, who are you looking for? And, I, and I'm just giving you a fixatious name right now. I'm looking for John Smith. And they said, oh, I know John Smith. I know him. Let me give you directions. And, and, but but the, one of the challenges was sometimes out in those rural areas, they have their own measurement, uh, you know, that, that we didn't learn in any, uh, you know, uh, geometry. And so, so, so I couldn't understand that either. They would say, go, go up yonder, around a ways, and then go a piece, and then turn after, and then go a bit. I, I didn't know. I didn't understand those measurements. Uh, so that still was not very helpful to me. But then people would see how frustrated I am. And they would say, I'll tell you what, you just follow me. And, and, and just follow me to the person's house. I'll take you there. And then I'm able to follow them and get there. Uh, but Jesus said, I'm going to go further than that. Not only am I going to give you my word so you will have directions, but I'm going to leave my throne in glory. Come down here and walk amongst you and show you the way so you can just go through the footprints of Jesus leading the way. Footprints of Jesus by night and by day. And I sure I know I'm, I'm just, I'm, my mind is made up that if I follow, I know my life is going to be made sweet, made sweet by the prince of those wounded feet. Oh, my Christian friend, but Jesus said, I do better than that. I will literally pick you up and carry you there. Oh, my Christian friends, Jesus had made provisions for us to the point that it is unreasonable for any of us to be lost. Every last one of us can be saved if we would but allow him to work out his work of salvation in our lives and in our hearts. 
Oh, my Christian friends, uh, he's made it clear that I'm the way. I worked that out for you. I have already made a way for you to be able to escape, escape the pollution of this world and be able to be with Jesus. Back to our text, Titus chapter 2, verse 13, and we're going to add verse 14 to it. Titus chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, the Bible says, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Jesus has made a way for all of us to be saved and none of us have to be lost. All of us have to do, all we have to do is just accept his way and accept his free gift and he will do two things for us. Yes, he will. First, he will wash away all of our sins, therefore making us his peculiar people, justifying us, making us his. Secondly, he will transform us making it possible for us to be zealous of good works, sanctifying us, making us zealous of good works, my Christian friends. Oh, my, my friends, all I have to do is accept it. All I have to do is believe in him. All I have to do is trust him. All I have to do is try him. All I have to do is follow him. All I have to do is surrender to him and allow him to have his way have his way oh my friends in conclusion cast not away therefore your confidence therefore uh, therefore your confidence which has great recompense or reward for ye have need of patience that after you have done the will of god ye might receive the promise for yet a little while and he that shall come will come and will not tarry now the just shall live by faith but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back uh, unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. These are died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed them that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of the country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to re have returned. But now they desire a better country. That is a heavenly country. Oh, my Christian friends, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared for them a city. Oh, my friends, I feel like the sentiments of the words of the old song, which says, believe I'll run on and see what the end going to be. Oh, my friends, I'm here to tell you that he's coming back again. It won't be long. Uh, we're getting nearer and nearer it by every day, every week and every year. He is coming back. It's a Christian assurance, my friends. The hymn writer said we know not the hour of the masters appearing. Yet signs offer tell that the moment is nearing when he shall return. Tis a promise most cheering, but we know not the hour. He will come. Let us watch and be ready. He will come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will come in the clouds of his father's bright glory. 
but we know not the hour. Oh, my friends, I would that we are, we recommit ourselves right now, rededicate ourselves right now for the promise of the blessed hope. Oh, my friends, it won't be long now. And he is coming back again. And, 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 and what a technique, what a strategy to not focus on the problems, the trials, the tribulations, the hardship, but, 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 but focus my eyes upon the promise. Oh, my friends, I believe that Jesus is going to do just what he said. And if I focus on the promise, as I focus on what he said, if I focus on the blessed hope, I'll be able to walk and, and, and talk for Jesus, even in this wicked world, in this wicked age in which we're living. If I just focus on the promise and keep my mind and eyes on Jesus, I'll be able to endure the trial, endure the pressure, endure the provocation, because my Christian friend, when he comes, what a wonderful day, a glorious day. Oh, my friends, we'll be rejoicing. Oh, my friends, it's going to be wonderful one of these days when he comes and he parks his, 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 his car, his, his limousine somewhere in the sky. Now, I know we've been told he's coming in a chariot, but I, I you know, I, I, I can't relate to chariot. So I'm going to say a limousine and he parks us somewhere in the blue. And we look up and we see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. And as it gets nearer, we realize it's Jesus coming to take his children back home. And then all of a sudden, he calls those who have fallen to sleep, those saints who have died. And, and all of a sudden, the ground rumbles and tumbles. And, and those who went down in the grave, what, what, what illness and sickness that went down with health problems and age, they come up uh, rejoicing, able to step on the clouds to meet Jesus in the air. No signs of sickness, no signs of illness as they go up higher and higher. And then we which are alive and remain will be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. We'll be able to step into that limousine. Now, this is my uh, sanctified imagination right now. You, you can stick with chariots and horses. I'm going to deal with limousines right now. We'll be able to step into that limousine and then sit in that comfortable seat. Then all of a sudden, the seat belts come out and just hold us. Uh, securely in our seat as we look down we realize there's a wounded uh, impression in the hand of the seat belt and we realize there's nobody but Jesus holding us in our seats and then he, he, then he, then he just takes this, this limo around the earth just one time just so we can look out the window and, and wave all our troubles over Back to all of our problems, all of our trials, all of our heartaches and, and, and disappointments and pain and say bye to this old wicked world as he takes us all back to heaven. And when we get there, we're going to get out and line up to get ready to have this procession into the city without any rehearsal. We'll be able to just fall in place and then we're going to end up somewhere around God's throne. And then he's going to welcome us home. Oh, my friends, I can't wait to be there. I look forward to that day. And God 
has so arranged everything in my favor so that I'll be able to make it. None of us have to be lost. Every one of us can be saved if we would but accept it. Once again, it is unreasonable to be lost with all that Jesus has done for us. I look forward to it. I think about it. I dream about it. The blessed hope. It is going to be wonderful, my friends. Worlds without end. Let me invite you to recommit yourself, to rededicate yourself to the blessed hope of Jesus' wonderful appearance. And if you have never accepted Christ, your personal Savior, now is the acceptable hour. Now is the perfect time. You can do it right now. Let us pray. Dear Holy Father, we thank you for your holy word, which is able to make one wise unto salvation. We thank you for your word because you have given us something today that will help us to make it through the provocations of this world, but respond as a citizen of heaven because heaven is in our view. We're focused on the blessed hope. Help us, dear Father, to keep our hand in your hand. Help us to hold on and to hold out. Help us to love you more and serve you better. For these things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you.